This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't lie his ass off. On 60 Minutes last night, Joe Biden, your president, sitting down for an extensive interview with Scott Pelley. But it did, and uh, we will discuss it. Uh, We will sift through the wreckage. On a big Monday with Battle and Ben Dominich, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is going to be in the House as well. Of course, her governor being referred to as inhumane for trying to draw attention to a border crisis that's killing Americans right now in record numbers. They want you to believe air-conditioned busing. That's the real problem down at the border. Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever? And we will discuss it at 888 9910. 888-788-9910. The rules are the same this Monday. Every Monday, you could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. You could be an Independent. We don't really care. All we really ask is that you don't be a <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. Happy Monday. Uh, the Clark Rams, for those of you who are not following the Fox Across America Facebook page, the Clark Rams with a 34-18 victory over the Cold Spring Harbor Seahawks, now 2-0 and on the year. I mean, really. And it goes far beyond applause because if you're anything like uh, the quality of dad I am, you also bet the game. So a more appropriate soundbite might be, oh, girl, big win by George from Queens, the link man, the ninth grade football team. You feel a lot better about life when you deliver that victory. You feel a lot better about the money that you spent on performance-enhancing drugs for the students. What the hell did you just say? Stop it. I'm being silly. That wasn't a real thing. Uh, but if you wanted to challenge a statement, it would not be mine. Today is not the day. I say a lot of ridiculous things. That's the whole point of the show, is that we're very much putting our vitamins in our applesauce as a country on this show. We digest a lot of heavy, hard news, but we do it in a way that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Put a little more cinnamon on the applesauce. You don't feel so bad about, you know, border crossings or backbreaking inflation or anything in between. But the point is, if you were going to throw a challenge flag, you would have thrown it last night watching Biden and Scott Pelley. Tell them like it is. Seriously. The president spent this morning over in England watching them bury the queen. He spent last night over on CBS burying his presidency. Biden sucks. It was a bad one, man. And uh, I got to tell you, as someone who watches this stuff objectively, like I don't come on the air looking for him to screw up so I have something to talk about on a Monday. That's what lazy hosts do. I don't want to do this show. I would love to be on the air right now. As someone who told you Biden was going to be a disaster of a president, saying, huh, turns out he wound up being a lot better at this than any of us thought. (laughs) He's just been a disaster, just coast to coast. There were so many individual claims. There were so many individual challenge flags. 
that if I was to sit here and play them all, and we will over the course of three hours, but if I were to play them right here in the first few minutes, I'd need like Tommy John surgery by the end of the segment just from throwing the flag too many times. The guy lied about everything. I mean, he's talking about inflation. Scott Pelley was like, what are you going to do to handle this inflation? People can't pay their grocery bills. And Biden was like, well, the economy, it just keeps growing and growing. That is a fact check false. Yo, our economy has shrunk two consecutive quarters. By definition, we're in a recession. And he's like, oh, we're growing like crazy. And then what did he say? It was one of my favorite parts, and I'll play it here shortly. But when he was walking with Scott Pelley and he said with a straight face, with a straight face, oh, we've never seen a president who's attacked the political opposition like this. Don't you have any respect for yourself? I don't think he does. Okay, Joe Biden is less than two weeks removed from saying all Trump voters are fascists. Joe Biden is less than a year and a half from saying, if you don't support my voter ID, uh, my, my anti-voter ID position, this is Jim Crow on steroids. You're worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. And don't forget, this is a guy who started his whole campaign on a monstrosity of a lie. Do you remember what Joe Biden's campaign, his initial campaign ad was in terms of attacking the other people? He claimed Donald Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But he, he launched his whole campaign on that. Like the whole, that was the kickoff. That was in the campaign. There's a guy who wouldn't condemn neo-Nazis and white nationalists. You're not telling me the truth. So understand, I'm used to him lying. We, I, I say this all the time. We're living in the death of shame. It's gone beyond lying now when you're taking this to the depths that he has. But my real frustration is like, you know, a guy who covers this for a living is there's like a real indifference to the quality of life that has ensued under his leadership. You know, whether we're talking about the race baiting with, uh, you know, it's Jim Crow on steroids, and what did that do? Obviously, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So if you inject into the vernacular that these people are worse than Jim Crow, there's a lot of people that accept that as factual. They're like, no, no, you don't, no, no, this is, uh, this is bad. Asking for a driver's license is worse than... Burning down somebody's house. It's, it's worse than attacking them with a mob and with dogs. It's worse than charging them poll taxes and literacy clauses. All the things they did in those Democratic-run Jim Crow states. Okay, asking for a driver's license, this is worse than that. They're crazy. They really are because people buy into that. But bigger so is this physical suffering. It's not the emotional, you know, insanity. It's the fact that we took $100 million out of Atlanta, Georgia last year. Okay, home of the Major League All-Star game. Second biggest black metropolitan area in the country. We took $100 million away from them on a lie that Georgia was doing something worse than Jim Crow. And we moved the Major League Baseball over to Democratic-run Denver, which I love the state of Colorado, but Denver's 9% black. Atlanta's 51% black. Democrats, based on an own lie, looking to score political points, jobbed the black community in Georgia. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's what they're doing to you on the economy now. God, it's growing. You don't understand. It's growing. It's growing. (laughs) Here is Biden on 60 Minutes, okay? And again, I don't even want to do this. I don't even want to play these. 
because I'm going to tear my rotator cuff throwing all these challenge flags. But here he is last night. We're talking about the quality of life. Okay, he's asked about the fact that people can't pay their grocery bills. In that inflation report last month, which is at a 40-year high, we're at 8.3%. You know what the inflation was on the day Biden took office? It's 8.3% now. You know what it was on the day he took office? 1.3. Bingo. It was 1.3. So it's seven points higher since Biden took office. Seven points higher. Okay. And here he is last night being asked by Scott Pelley, hey, man, what's the deal with these people trying to pay their grocery bills? It's not easy. People are having a hard time. Okay. And what does he say? He says, well, it's, it's barely up an inch. So, you know, you get it. You're drowning. The water's up to your chin, but I don't want to hear it because it's barely up an inch from last month. So just keep paddling. Here it is, clip 35. Your grocery bills, what can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month is just just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's It's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. Biden is such a disaster. I mean, you understand even Scott Pelley? It's like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> you don't understand. We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It's just barely, yo. For, do you hear what you just said? People can't pay their grocery bills. Okay, core food prices up 11%. People can't pay for food. The callous indifference to that is, I got that, Scott, but guess what? We're in a position where for the past several months, it's barely spiked. But what is he asking you to make peace with? The fact that for the past several months, people can't pay their bills. Hey, what's the big deal? They couldn't pay their bills three months ago. The fact that they can't pay them now isn't news. It's just same old, same old. This is what's going on. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Yo, they don't care about people. You need to know how politics works. They don't care. If you don't believe me, go up to Martha's Vineyard. Hate has no home here. You know what else has no home there? Migrants. (laughs) All are welcome. I do believe they meant to say walls are welcome and there was a typo because they threw the migrants out 24 hours after they got there. They don't care about people. When they're yelling about a humanitarian crisis, listen, 50 people got driven up to Martha's Vineyard in an air-conditioned bus. It's not, an air, it's, it's not a humanitarian crisis. A year ago today, we had 10,000 people living under a bridge, living under a bridge in Texas. Any Democrats talking about humanitarian crisis then? The answer would be no. How about uh, a year ago when we had 51 migrants suffocate to death in a tractor trailer? Any Democrats screaming about a humanitarian crisis then? The answer would be no. Of course not. 30% of the women who cross this border illegally get sexually assaulted. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death in America for adults between the ages of 18 and 45. Did they even address fentanyl? Was there even a question about it on CBS last night? The answer would be no. Imagine that. The leading cause of death in America right now, fentanyl in the southern border. On the same week we get into this migrant hullabaloo up in Martha's Vineyard, Scott Pelley doesn't even ask Biden 
doesn't even ask Biden about the border. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And so is the integrity of the Biden administration. Listen to this, okay? This is his, he's asked about inflation. How are we going to get this under control? Here it is. This is clip 37. And you would tell the American people that inflation is going to continue to decline? No, I'm telling the American people that we're going to get control of inflation. And their prescription drug prices are going to be a hell of a lot lower. Their health care costs are going to be a lot lower. Their basic costs for everybody. Their energy prices are going to be lower. You are lying your ass off. He doesn't know anybody's energy prices are going to be lower. He doesn't know any of that. These are just campaign talking points that he's throwing out there because he's more concerned with the damage this is doing to his presidency than it is to your life. This is politics as usual. No bigger dose of politics than right here when he claims with a straight face that we're growing the economy. Clip 38. What can you do to prevent a recession? Continue to grow the economy. And we're growing the economy. It's growing in in a way that it hasn't in years and years. You can't handle the truth. Now, let's understand that. He says the economy is growing in a way that it hasn't in years and years. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I mean, you could argue that he's right because the economy has shrunk two consecutive quarters. So if, in fact, that does count as growth then it is growing in a way that it hasn't in years and years. That's true. That is true. But what's also true is the economy isn't growing. It is shrinking for two consecutive quarters. And when he pivots to things like, oh, job creations, we're creating all kinds of jobs. We've never seen job creation like this. Not even close. Dude, they're not creating any new jobs. Okay, I'm not saying this is some right-wing strongman, Fox News hothead looking to stir the pot here. I'm talking to you as a human being, as a guy who has a wife and a kid who didn't bring a lot of intellectual know-how to life and has really had to struggle to get by at times. You might think, all right, maybe I'm in a better spot now. I'm broadcasting to millions of people, but I'm a mess. This drinking story could be over any minute now. I'm aware of that every time I get on the air. That's why I'm having so much damn fun. Okay, but understand, there is a real callous indifference to the suffering of people. When he lies the way he does about the economy, when he says, oh, we're creating jobs, because what does that do? That emboldens people on his side to believe he's doing a good job, to condemn you as some type of right wing hater, as some type of partisan pugilist instead of their fellow struggling American. Biden continues to divide us, not just by attacking us as fascists and semi fascists, but just by lying, just by gaslighting us. Oh, the economy's growing. The economy just shrunk two quarters in a row. The economy is not growing. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but understand, when he talks about job creation, oh, we're creating jobs. Yo, these were jobs that were shut because of the pandemic. When the pandemic and society reopens and you get the jobs back that were temporarily put on hold, you didn't create new jobs. You got your old job Back. Correct the mundo. But he's still out there lying. No, no, you understand the economy. It's growing. It's growing. We're creating jobs. We've never seen anything like this. He's right. We've never seen a sociopath willing to lie on this level. White House girls sent Biden to bed early. He 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know things were getting hairy in the 60 Minutes interview when Biden busted out the Trump card. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Not only desperate, but just shameless. Here's Biden telling Scott Pelley, we've never seen uh, anything like the personal attacks from Trump. This is clip 41. It's all personal attacks. It's about motive. It's not about I disagree on the, on the subject matter. And secondly, I think that um, it's I think it's fair to say that we've not had a president like the last president who has made all of it so personal. I've had six Republican senators. I promised I'd never say their names and I won't come up to me in the last two years and say, Joe, I agree with you. But if I if I vote this way, it's going to they're going to primary and lose an election. It didn't used to be that way, but it's coming back a little bit. It's coming back. Garbage like you just makes me sick. So that's Joe Biden saying he laments the fact that you don't just disagree with people anymore. Now it becomes about personal attacks. It's not about the policy. It's about defining the other guy. This from the Joe Biden who bathed themselves in red lights and called you all fascists who again took the people who disagreed with him in Georgia on voter ID and said it was Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Do you understand? We are living in the actual death of shame. That's the one thing Biden accomplished is he is so shameless. He has clowned shame into the ground, running it over in his clown car with 83 people in it. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring And my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane Spend sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen Hunter's crimes but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon And yes, Joe Biden spent last week lying about the state of our economy They hired James Taylor for a party in honor of the Inflation Reduction Act, except there was one small problem. The Inflation Reduction Act didn't, in fact, reduce inflation. Of course, the other big lie told last week, which is where we find ourselves this week, is laughing at the ridiculousness of Martha's Vineyard. Now, somehow, somehow, Scott Pelley sits down with the President of the United States last night Okay, understand, fentanyl crossing our southern border has killed more Americans between 18 and 45 than anything. Not monkeypox, not using the wrong gender pronouns. This is the issue. Scott Pelley manages to sit down with Biden last night without ever bringing it up. The media is a bunch of losers. So all we can go off is Biden's previous answers in regards to Martha's Vineyard, and then I'll get into some of the hysterics from that media. Here is Biden saying, oh, it's the Republicans or we got a process. They're playing politics. Listen to this one. This is clip 15. We're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. I mean, come on, man. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Do you understand? Joe Biden inherited a border situation in which illegal border crossings had been cut by 80%. The policies that made that possible, the Remain in Mexico policy, the enforcement of Title 42, the border wall, he got rid of all of them day one. Okay, so understand, day one, the things that were cutting the illegal border crossings, the people who got together to run this presidency that set up the iTunes user agreement that we call the Biden administration. Hey, old man, scroll to the bottom and click I agree. That's what this presidency is. It's an iTunes user agreement. You want your pudding cup? Scroll to the bottom and click I agree. So Biden clicked I agree to get rid of the wall, Title 42, and remain in Mexico. That's stupid. 
Use your common sense. And when he says, that, oh, we're fixing the process, Republicans using these people as props. Yo, Biden, just to be clear, everyone's mad at Ron DeSantis. Oh, it's inhumane to put these people on an air-conditioned bus. Come on, what kind of a monster would do that to somebody who walked a 1,000 miles, possibly swam across the river, might have suffocated in a tractor trailer. 30% of these people get sexually assaulted along the way. Air conditioning busing. Okay? It is not It is not inhumane. It is not the issue here. Okay? And Ron DeSantis is not the bad guy for trying, trying to highlight a problem that is killing Americans and migrants. It's the people alleging fake racism. They're the problem because they're trying to do what? They're trying to change the subject away from the life and death policies at our border and make them about pretend racism. Okay, this is what we keep hearing. If you're shipping people around the country, it might as well be kidnapping. Here is Ellie Mistel. Now, Ellie Mistel's a straight-up rodeo clown, just straight. (laughs) Goes on MSNBC every week, and he's too racist for the weeknights. Like, Joy Reid can't really have him on. He's like, I don't know. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. But she doesn't even want Ellie Mistel on. She's like, I don't know. This is a little much even for me. But he's just an actual clown. And his job is to say, like, anything's racist. You know? Good morning, Ellie. What do you mean, good morning? Maybe for you, Whitey. And a good morning for me. You know what this country did when it was founded? You're like, all right, dude, you want to just relax, man. Okay? But that's who he is. And he says straight up, straight up, that shipping these migrants around the country would be called kidnapping, would be called kidnapping if they were white. Now, again, this is a fair fight, this show, because it's not supposed to be a fight. It's supposed to be a hang. We're supposed to have honest conversations about issues facing the country. Ely Mistel is not capable of giving you that honesty. I am. So do me this favor, okay? I'm going to play you a 30-second sound clip of Ely Mistel. And I really want you to listen to him. And I really want you to consider what he has to say. And I really want you to take him at his word that he's not just some low-level rodeo clown and that he really means in his heart that relocating people would constitute kidnapping if they were white. Just assume he believes everything you're about to hear. It's clip eight. Trafficking for the purposes of having a, a, a laugh at liberals is not a human trafficking violation as I read the law. However... Kidnapping is a thing. Kidnapping by trick is a thing. Telling people that you were going to take them one place and sending them someplace else is a form of kidnapping. And I can prove that to you if I do the Matthew McConaughey thing. Now imagine they were white. Imagine Ron DeSantis goes up to a group of white teenagers, offers them some candy, and says, hey, I'm going to take you to Disney World if you get in my van. And then Ron DeSantis drives them to Bush Garden. That's kidnapping. You're not allowed to do that that was embarrassing i mean seriously one more time that was embarrassing it's not kidnapping first let's start at the tippy top okay these people are in our border or across our border illegally they broke the law to come here they are being relocated they weren't offered a piece of candy in a trip to six flags and then snuck to Bush Gardens. No, they either walked a thousand miles, swam across the river that's drowning people, got smuggled by cartels. They wind up in America. As far as they're concerned, they've hit the lottery. Okay, they have hit the lottery. Okay, but this idea here is a Telemundo reporter, by the way, because again, Ely Mister wants you to believe this is kidnapping. 
Here is Christina Londano on MSNBC flat out saying the migrants are thanking Ron DeSantis. Clip three. So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard, where they were, they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now, uh, and they know they're the lucky ones. <laughs> Again, they're not saying they're kidnapped. They're not saying this is inhumane. They're not saying this is some kind of indignity. You know what they're saying? They're saying, holy we made it into America. This is amazing. I can't believe we're here. But the Democrats, again and again and again, what do they want to talk about here? Fake kidnapping? Fake racism? What if these people were white? Yo, if these people were white, everybody in Martha's Vineyard would have let them stay. (laughs) Honestly, Chadwick Moore said this the other day on our air. He said if these were Ukrainian refugees, everybody in Martha's Vineyard would have let them stay, would have taken a picture with it, pimped them out all over Instagram, changed their profile flag if they hadn't already, and be like, look, I'm with my Ukrainian pal. I've got one. It's the hottest new accessory up here at Martha's Vineyard. But when it came to actual migrants of color, the minute they got to Martha's Vineyard, yo, they weren't even there 24 hours. And the Democrats were like, oh, hell no. But again, what's the big charge here is that trafficking people around the country is inhumane. Okay, here is a clip from Jen Psaki. When this story broke last year, I want you to understand, I just want to have a fair conversation. The reason I can say Ely Mistel is a rodeo clown who isn't interested in substance is because Ely Mistel didn't say a word about the last year and a half of Biden taking these exact same migrants and shipping them all over the country. Oh, wow. Do you understand? This story broke last October that we found out Biden was taking migrants in the dead of night and quietly flying them into other cities and letting them loose on the streets. Good luck. Okay, that's what he was doing. Why? Because he didn't want an overcrowded border at the border processing facilities because, heaven forbid, a newspaper actually went down there and covered it. Of course, they didn't. The only people who went down there were Fox News. And everybody was like, oh, Fox News, these right-wing agitators, yeah. How dare Fox News want to bring attention to the leading cause of deaths for Americans between 18 and 45? What kind of animals would be speaking up against a border crisis that sees 30% of the women crossing the border illegally raped. Come on, Fox News. Time was you could just let a family drown in the river, and you didn't have to go shake in the cage so much. What's wrong with you people? That's what they're doing. Do you understand? Like, we were the bad guys for trying to highlight the actual humanitarian crisis. 51 people died in a tractor-trailer. That's the humanitarian crisis. Not the 50 people in the air-conditioned buses 
that drove up to Martha's Vineyard were told that hate has no home here and neither do you. Okay, that's not the crisis. But here's Jen Psaki. When the story broke a year ago, flat out laughing that these flights containing children might have been a little earlier in the morning than you reporters would like. Here it is, clip five. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our 4:29 a.m. Well, he, very he, early in the morning. Here we are talking gone. about early flights, earlier than you might like to take a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children until they swiftly can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. So understand two things. One, that's October of 2021. That's the Biden administration flat out admitting that they are shipping unaccompanied minors, children, not even the adults that went to Martha's Vineyard, children relocated around the country. Her defense of it is, well, we've got to swiftly, you know, relocate these people so they can reunite with their families. Okay, flying them to random places around the country is not being done in the name of reuniting them with their families. But what else is she admitting there? Let's just be clear. So we're all on the same page. We were told that separating children from families was racist. It was horrible. It was oppressive. This is not who we are as a people. We shut down the government over family separation. Jen Psaki just flat out admitted that they're being separated at the border. Flat out admitted. And why are they being separated? Just so we're clear. It's because 90% of the people coming across the border with a child are doing so because they know their asylum case has a higher chance of getting granted if they're accompanied by a minor. So dating back to George W. Bush, they separated people the minute they got processed to make sure a child was with someone who really was their guardian or parent, okay, because Cartels were exploiting our asylum rules because they know them that well to get into the country illegally by taking minors, whether they belong to them or not. This is a policy that went on uh, under George W. Bush when it started, and it followed suit under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. And yes, evil, racist, horrible Trump. He also did it. And you know who else did it? Joe Biden. So you understand, okay? that this is all a gaslighting scam about racism, about inhumane and looking out for these people, political pawns. You're a human trafficker. If you send them, it's kidnapping if you ship them somewhere else. This from the people who've been shipping them everywhere else for the past year. The lesson of Martha's Vineyard, yes, hate has no home there and neither do migrants. And every Democrat preaching tolerance and inclusion and diversity is our strength. They really do mean it until it gets to their town. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. I'm going to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, here I come. They got some crazy rich white liberals there who say I am not welcome. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border just after nine. I'm gonna be sneaking across the border. It's open all the time. 
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Whoa, it is not an immigration debate unless Mayor Nightclub weighs in. Here's Eric Adams, New York City mayor, bottle fish, bottle service extraordinaire, uh, telling CNN uh, and Jake Tapper specifically, and I just love this so much. Tapper's basically asking him, hey, uh, isn't Biden the bad guy here? You're yelling about all these other governments. Listen to Mayor Nightclub do some tap dancing out on the floor. Clip nine. Even if you think what these governors are doing is horrific, it seems like you agree this is a crisis that needs more attention from the Biden administration. No, I believe it's a crisis that needs more coordination from our country. Mm. Uh, You know, this is one country. This is a country that has always been uh, capable of handling those who are seeking to participate in the American dream. And that coordination should be not only on the federal level, the state level, but even cities to cities. You don't have a clue. Mayor Nightclub. He doesn't want to take a shot at Biden. Why? Because he's trying to be in the good graces of the National Party because he wants to run for president. That's the whole point of Mayor Nightclub. This is a guy who's always just wanted higher offices. No interest in doing the job. He is a garbage, lazy mayor. Everyone I know that runs a club, works at a place like Marquee, they're like, oh, I love Eric Adams. He's, he's here every night. It's all he does. When he was a cop, he was a house mouse, not a guy out on the street doing police work, a guy studying for tests, getting promoted because he had political ambition. He didn't actually want to do police work, just like he doesn't want to do mayoral work. He wants to keep popping bottles with models till he's doing so in the Oval Office. I don't begrudge him that. Just own it instead of being such a liar. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are fired up. We got a big hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not running for president in 2024. Neither is Joe Biden. I agree with that. We're going to discuss his comments last night on 60 Minutes with Battle and Ben Dominich, superstar editor of The Transom, going to be joining us. We're also going to have a big, bad grown-up talk with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody who is having a good laugh at the faux virtue signaling of Democrats around the country, but more specifically in Martha's Vineyard, where one of the funniest things ever, I can't play this clip enough. Okay, we got to get into some Biden stuff really quick, but what do I always say on this show? It's a hang. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I'm keeping you company during your day at work, whether you're an OTR trucker or, you know, you work somewhere in an office and you like to list. I mean, listen, if you like this show, you're, my, my assumption is anyone who listens to me either has a transistor radio in prison or they're cooking meth in the Breaking Bad Winnebago. Uh, and then I meet you guys and I find out you're from all kinds of magical walks of life, you know, cops and firemen and nurses and everything in between. Uh, you guys do it all. Some of you are chefs and dog walkers. I mean, you're America in a nutshell. And I'm always so blown away by the different places people listen to me. I had one guy tell me at a meet and greet. He listens to me while he was jogging. And I was like, wow, that's the only time my voice can ever be heard jogging. 
I mean, if you've seen me lately, it ain't pretty. The champ looks like he's in his third trimester. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. But one of the hooks of the show is, as you figured out by now, I don't have any formal broadcast training. I'm a former cab driver. Yeah, I, you know, made a living doing stand-up comedy, you know, for the past 12 years. And as you know, in comedy, uh, you get paid weekly, uh, very weekly. I don't know that that was fair. I think what was fair was... That was the worst thing I ever heard. But the point is, I've spent the last 20 years driving a taxi and doing a cab. uh, And, and, excuse me, doing stand-up comedy. Okay, so I'm just a regular human being when we get on the air. And one of the things that makes the show work is that certain things that jump out at us as regular people don't necessarily jump out at the rest of the media. Meaning the rest of the media has been telling you for the better part of two years that Joe Biden is as sharp as a tack. That's what they've been saying. Don't be thick, all right? No, but that's what they've been saying. They're like, no, no, this guy, this guy, he's on top of it. Again, this is a media that never once asked if the elevator went all the way to the top floor, despite hearing things like this over two years ago. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. OK, the media didn't call that out is ridiculous. The media didn't re- didn't call this out as ridiculous. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, n- neither did they care when he made up words. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Thank goodness. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But I I talk about this because for the past two years, we've been saying, hey, man, as human beings, not as Republicans, if you've had someone in your family at an advanced age that was showing aggressive signs of cognitive decline, Biden's behavior jumped out at you. And we've been saying this for two years, going, wow, this is a mess. The engine's running. There's nobody behind the wheel. It really doesn't look good for this guy. That's what we've been saying. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. That's how normal people look at the world. And I bring that up, okay, because up in Martha's Vineyard, normal people who see the obvious, a guy quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. Normal people aren't being guided by politics when they assume there's something wrong with Joe Biden because they've seen it with other people in their lives. Just the same as normal people don't buy that Martha's Vineyard was compassionate when they kicked everybody out less than 24 hours after they got there. I have been laughing so hard since this Martha's Vineyard story got going because they don't have any way to defend their hypocrisy other than to lie and try to repurpose the argument. Well, you know, we can't have these migrants in Martha's Vineyard, the richest enclave in America. We don't have the resources. Do you know Martha's Vineyard has a $16 million community trust that according to their own website is designed to combat the effects of climate change and foster a more inclusive society, they said. And again, understand, these are people that when the migrants showed up, kicked them out in 24 hours. The Democrats are trying to repurpose this conversation, but normal people like you and me will never be able to look past the fact that they kick them out. Okay, but here is Rachel Self on Friday. She's the immigration attorney at Martha's Vineyard who was promising them they had their backs as they were literally shoving them onto buses. Clip 14. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people who find themselves plane wrecked on our island, (laughs) 
I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. If the intention of those who perpetrated this horrendous act was to create a crisis, you have failed. <laughs> we have your back. Now get on the bus. <laughs> Come on, it's running. Get out of here. I just mean like we'll be looking at you from behind as you pull away and go to a military base. You see, the reason Martha's Vineyard was so damaging to Democrats is because regular people, if you listen to the show, you're not a partisan lunatic. You don't get out of bed looking for a Democrat to feel, you know, to be mad at so you can like yourself for the day. That's what they're selling on the left. We're inhumane. We're fascists. Women are under attack. We hate minorities. As, as literally hundreds, hundreds of black and Latino candidates are getting sworn in as Republicans around the country and, you know, national office, statewide office, literally hundreds and thousands of minority candidates are in the highest positions of elected leadership in the Republican Party. The Democrats want you to believe we're just so white supremacist, we must be putting them into power just for fun. I mean, that's essentially what the argument has become. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. But again, this stuff jumps off the page at you and me because there's no escaping not what you said, but what you did. Do you understand? Not what you said, but what you did. You said, oh, we love the immigrants. We've got their backs. And then you put them on a bus and you ship them out of town. That's true. That is true. (laughs) That's it. You can tell me you're inclusive and hate has no home here. And neither do migrants. Beat it. Let's go. Okay, that's what we're dealing with up in Martha's Vineyard. When the obvious is so obvious to regular people like your spidey sense, okay, is spot on. When you see that ridiculousness up in Martha's Vineyard or you see the ridiculousness of Joe Biden. So I bring I pivot back to Biden for a second, because the reason we've been yelling and screaming for two years that the guy's not all there is because we've been paying attention for the past two years. That is correct. And if you're paying attention for the past two years, you look at Joe Biden and you say to yourself, this man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. So last night it was kind of noteworthy on 60 Minutes. When he was asked by Scott Pelley about running again and talked about, you know, it's a consideration. It's not a definite thing. He's not running again, just so we're clear. Gavin Newsom is already running for president behind his back. Like Gavin Newsom's out there challenging Ron DeSantis to debates. Gavin Newsom showed up to the White House while Joe Biden was overseas. If you remember Newsom walking around the White House, doesn't even have his jacket on. Come on, man. But that's exactly what he's doing. There's no world, no serious person thinks Joe Biden is running again in 2024, okay? He's going to say that now because if he says that now, it becomes a referendum in the midterms on why is he announcing he won't run again unless his policies are really failing the country. So they made a calculated decision a few months back. They were like, we've got a president who's polling with historically low numbers. Nobody likes him. People are openly calling for him not to run again. The newspapers are finally starting to say he's too old. Nothing's working. How do we sell the midterms? And they had a choice. They said either, well, we could admit he sucks and say we're going to get rid of him. But that's a problem because a lot of the policies our candidates are running on are the same policies failing the country. Or, or 
we could just flat out say he's doing a good job. This is ridiculous. But that's exactly what they did. That's why they had the big James Taylor concert on the White House lawn. And they had Nancy Pelosi get out there with a straight face and say the election, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, that was actually a good thing, you see, ladies and gentlemen. It does so many nice things for the country. That's what you got to get. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But think about this. They decided to sell you on the fact that a bill that was, again, increasing inflation was a good thing because they had to make a calculated decision on how to approach the midterms. I guess we just lie and say it's working. Hopefully people will come along for the ride. If Republicans push back, we'll say it's because they're racist, it's because they hate the planet, and we'll just go with it. Okay, but Joe Biden was not supposed to say what he said last night. They know he's not running again. Now is the time to pretend you're running again, you're sharp as a tack, you got this. I want to applaud the candor because it's one of the few times he told the truth last night. Here is Biden talking about running again. Clip 32. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. I mean, and just to be clear. Is Joe Biden running again? The answer would be no. Okay, the fact that Kamala is meeting with fundraisers, the fact that Newsom is meeting with fundraisers, the fact that Hillary Clinton is literally on every news show known to man right now, CNN, MSNBC, she was on The View. Okay, she went on Jimmy Fallon last week. She is pumped up. I don't feel no ways tired. She is pumped up and ready to run. I know she said, I'm not running again. She said she wasn't running again in 2010. And what did she do? She came back and ran again in 2016. She always says she's not running again to make it seem like some kind of a, well, I wasn't going to run again, but then I saw those fascist Republicans threatening our democracy, so I had to come back and iron the pantsuit and give it another go. This is not okay. And then went out and she'll pander again. I carry hot sauce in my purse. Yes. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Okay, Hillary Clinton's a scam and so is every other Democrat. To Biden's credit, he was upfront about the fact that he's not running again. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more because he tries to give you the old (laughs) – he tries to use an expression and gets the expression wrong. Here's clip 33. Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think. Watch me. Honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level or the mental acuity, then, then, you know, that's one thing. It's another thing of just watch and, and, you know, keep my schedule, do what I'm doing. I I think that, uh, you know, uh, I don't when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together, I don't have them saying, wait a minute, how how old are you? What do you want to say? You know, I mean, it's a matter of, you know, that old expression, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. (laughs) Have you ever had a checkup? The proof of the pudding. They always say the proof is in the pudding. That's the way I remember it. This is like saying, you know, a walk is as good as a hit. You know what they say, uh, the walk is uh, it's as good as, uh, you know, if you you get on base, a uh, fielder's choice or an arrow, you know, whatever. The point is you're on base. You know, it's just kind of weirds the set, you know, the saying. But the bigger point is we have been watching you, Joe, and we all feel the same way. Biden's lost his marbles. You talk about the schedule you spend. You've spent 65% of your presidency in a hammock in Delaware. 
And even when you're in Delaware vacationing, you can't keep a bicycle upright. This is a guy who once fell three times on the way up the stairs to Air Force One. Believe me, dude, we're watching you. That's why we applauded when you said you probably won't run again because we knew deep down you're not running again. And the only reason you haven't announced it is because you haven't landed a deal to endorse a sleep aid yet. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway, Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Ben Dominich in the next break. Right now, we're reacting to uh, just a multitude of things. Biden was last night uh, with Scott Pelley over on 60 Minutes about how long it takes the guy to answer a question. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fumbling around for words. Not really pretty. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. But the point is, okay, we got through an entire 60 Minutes interview without Scott Pelley ever asking once about the southern border. That was embarrassing. Again, Scott Pelley, this is the biggest killer of Americans. My biggest frustration say this all the time. We're fighting the wrong battles. We talked about Ukraine. At one point, they talked about the Hagar the Horrible comic strip that Biden has in his office. But we didn't talk about the number one cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. The driver of the entire news cycle right now is the fact that the border is open. And to bring attention to it, governors like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are relocating migrants. So Democrats finally have an honest conversation about the open border. But, of course, they're not having that conversation because we're 50 days from the midterms. So they're trying to talk about migrant relocation as racism, as something inhumane. No, inhumane is drowning in the Rio Grande. Inhumane 
okay, is getting sexually assaulted. It's suffocating in a tractor trailer. Something thousands, okay, millions, dare I say, four million migrants have come into this country since Biden got into office. Why? Because they believe it's open. And don't believe me. Here they are telling Griff Jenkins, clip 19. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. He's not in trouble, though, because the media isn't talking about it. The border's wide open. It's getting people killed. And the media's like, Ron DeSantis is the devil! The media is a bunch of losers. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a guy you can hang out with in Ottumwa, Iowa. You know, when you get into showbiz, you know, any maniac can do like, you know, The Tonight Show or Saturday Night Live or Headline Vegas, which I'm doing Saturday night, November 5th. Those shows are sold out, though, so you're on your own. Go buy them off a scalper. But you can still see me in Ottumwa, Iowa. I mean, come on. Cue up the theme song from the Jeffersons. Saturday night, October 15th. Uh, tickets for that available at Ticketmaster.com. Come hang out with your radio buddy. Uh, otherwise, i got to make this next guest come. And I don't know that he could go to Iowa in October without sparking rumors that he was mounting a presidential run, which I don't believe is the case, but you never know with this guy. He's, you know, doing a lot of wild stuff. He's the editor-at-large of The Spectator. He's the editor of The Transom. He's also the host of the Ben Dominant Show. He's also not on the line right now, according to Mikey. We're still trying to bring him on. Uh, but here's the God's honest truth, okay? If you happen to be anywhere, anywhere near Iowa on Saturday night, October the 15th, you have to come hang out with the Fox Across America crowd. They're just the coolest people on the planet. Every time I get back from one of these live events for the weekend, it's the first thing I tell you on Monday is that I'm, like, proud. I'm First of all, I'm proud that I lived after hanging out with an audience that buys me a shot once every 30 seconds. Like, I think it's become like, you know the movie Selena, where sadly the head of her fan club tragically kills her? I think that is the Fox Across America fan base. I think you're all part of the Selena fan club, where you're just like, hey, let's see if we could kill Jimmy. And uh, that's a beer and shot and gosh knows what else you're sending up to that stage. But in the aftermath, when we actually hang out, like when we were in Carson, probably one of my favorite moments on the road, Uh, of the past year was hanging out in Carson. Uh, One of our superstar listeners, Clay, who has as high of a security clearance as there is in the Fox Across America world. Not only do we hang out with Clay at the show, I went out to breakfast with him and Heidi, his wife, who puts up with him. But Clay had bought, uh, you know, basically like his own private humidor uh, to the show in Carson City. So many cigars. I felt like I was an intern under Bill Clinton. I believe that together we can make America great again. But the point is, after the show, we actually just hung out. We passed him out in the lounge in Carson City, and we, like, smoked cigars and had, like, a town hall meeting. It was, like, the coolest thing in the world. And if you're in Iowa, Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October the 15th, I can't promise you Clay's going to be there with cigars, but I can promise you I'm going to need something to do, and we're going to hang out after the show like we always do. You know, I don't come on the air in radio or TV or certainly on the stage in live stand-up 
and view myself as part of some other thing. I, you know, view myself as one of you. So there's a lot of access at these events to hang out and, uh, you know, really dial in on what makes this so much fun. So if you're in that area, you should go to Ticketmaster.com and buy tickets. That's what you should do. Uh, if you're in Vegas, Saturday night, November the 5th, I do believe there's literally like 10 tickets left to the Late Show. After that, though, you can always find me at a blackjack table because I have problems. So if you miss if you miss the stand up show, you might see a much better show, which is me bargaining at a pawn shop or selling pints of blood after the blackjack winnings fly south for the winner. Very much uh, a problem in the Fela administration is every time I go to Vegas, you know, it starts off with me winning big. And it ends with me turning tricks behind Treasure Island. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. A messy trip. But, you know, all are welcome to attend. You know how this works. Uh, you can always come out and hang with your buddy. The trick is, you know, we're doing something here. It's very primal in that we're talking about, like, real issues from a real standpoint. Not, you know, it's not a very wonky show per se. We're really talking about the human element in every one of these stories. That's why the border thing was so funny this week, is everybody who was preaching tolerance and inclusion and we should be building bridges, not walls. The minute 50 migrants showed up to Martha's Vineyard, they were like, we can't handle it. Let me give you this one. Lisa Bell Castro, she's the shelter coordinator in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, which takes 150,000 visitors per summer. 150,000. Martha's Vineyard which had 700 people in a tent for Barack Obama's birthday party alone, Martha's Vineyard couldn't hold 50 people. Here she was saying as much. It's clip 25. The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move from here to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. This is totally false. <laughs> we have 150,000 people coming to our town every summer. But we can't, we can't house these 50 people, she says. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. They don't want them there. And you want to know why they don't want them there. Let me just be very clear. It's beyond racism. Okay? Because they, they're racist. Make no mistake about it. If you look at the demographics of Martha's Vineyard, I don't want to hear about, oh, well, we get a diverse, you know, population of tourists every summer. Sure. And the town, the town itself is about 95% white. <laughs> It's just affluent. It's super duper, insanely rich. And that's who they want around. Okay, so this is classist and this is racist. And the reason they won't take in 50 migrants, do you understand, is because if they go in that direction and they say, we'll show you DeSantis, we'll take the migrants in. You won't. You're evil. The reason they won't do that, and you better believe they had this conversation behind closed doors, is because if, well, if we take in 50 Okay, they're going to send us even more. If we establish ourselves as tolerant of this sort of thing, we're going to get more of it. Next thing you know, we go from 50 Venezuelans to, heaven forbid, 75 or 100. We can't have that up here in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, no, no. Can't have it. So they were like, nope. They'd rather be called frauds 
They'd rather be take whatever short-term political hit they have to take to get the migrants out of there than to run the risk of having the migrants there long-term. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. That's what this is about. It's not about the 50. It's about the 150. It's about the 350. They have the capacity at Martha's Vineyard, do you understand, to house, to house 150,000 guests per year. Okay, excuse me, per summer. They had 150,000 visitors this summer. They're now out of season. Do you know what that means? That means every single one of those beds is actually now empty. You are correct, sir. Meaning they have even more room in Martha's Vineyard than ever. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So when she says, oh, we don't have the capacity, we don't have the facilities, we can't even put people like this, what she's really saying is we don't want to be anywhere near these people. Because even if it works out for two days or five days and then we quietly ship them out while the media is not paying attention and nobody even reports on it, the fact remains, they could wind up coming back again. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that's what this is really about. They know they can house the 50. They house 150,000 people a summer. Okay, 150,000 people. It's one of the most affluent enclaves in America, okay, is Martha's Vineyard. They are so rich in Martha's Vineyard, they're using people as furniture. They don't even have couches. They just make like families get on all four and they sit on them. It's absurd. But the idea of 50 coming is so ridiculous to them, not because they can't handle it, but because they don't want to handle more of it. They don't want 50 to become 100, to become 200, to become 500. They also don't want to attack Joe Biden on the issue. And this is where the politics come before the people. And this is why nobody can take them seriously. Every time they put up a sign that says, hate has no home here. Okay, that sign should be followed by a dot, 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 and neither do migrants. You're absolutely right. This is not lost on my man, Brian, who's out in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Yo, Brian! Hey, Jimmy, how are you? My man, how's my favorite gay fascist doing? (laughs) Heil! Um... (laughs) Anyway, Bob and I love that you're using the beep beep horn better. Uh, I mean, more more often, I guess, because things are getting really crazy. Uh-huh. And whenever we hear it, we're like, "Hey, we should call in." Anyway, I just wanted to comment about this Martha's Vineyard. Wasn't Jaws filmed on Martha's Vineyard? So, Hold I thought on, that a good cut you could use in your show is the mayor saying, "Amity means friendship." You know, when they're well, about, what, what he's about saying, these people. Yeah, I know. But what he's really saying is I think we're going to need a bigger boat to get him out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, um, let me ask you this. Let me just I'm, jump in. Yeah. I'm cutting you off. Yeah. Hold on. You and Bob can just, you and Bob and your clown horn can just <laughs> chill the f*** out. Okay? I'm kidding. I love you. But let's have let's have this talk. Because I love that you take the clown horn as like it's the bat signal. Like I'm sending the gay signal out to Clarion. Yeah, and I, need you guys I to weigh to in. Bob, hey, he just played it again. Let's call in. <laughs> so it's so funny. We now have a, it's the gay signal. Listen. And the phone rings. And here you are. So let me ask yeah, you this. We... Because you are constantly, okay, on this show, you know, we're talking about your orientation because you've brought it up and it's like a running joke. But in democratic politics, uh, identity politics specifically, 
everything has become a branding exercise. And I, I feel like Martha's Vineyard, more than any story, has kind of you know highlighted the fact that for them, empathy and tolerance is a brand and not a characteristic. Meaning, it's mm-hmm. a brand. Say we want people here. We put up. We, we want everybody here. They're all welcome. But as an actual characteristic, they don't have it. They want to get rid of them as soon as they can. Do you think, on some level, this is a microcosm of their attitudes towards tolerance as a whole? Because I don't know that gay, you know, gay conservatives like yourself feel like you're welcome in the Democratic Party. No, absolutely not. And and you know, people I talk to in, in my community feel that way too we're we're isolated and i always say um you know in the lgbtq i want my g back because (laughs) being a gay man i don't belong in any of their rhetoric and the reason they put signs up that say uh there's no room for hate here is because they're full of hate so there's no room for any more hate or they there's signs of uh, love one love one another but look what they did to these people. They, they, within 24 hours, they were shipped out. And it's very offensive, and it's kind of creepy. Um, you know, they're saying uh, they're for our community mm-hmm. and calling us fascists at the, same, <laughs> at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's tough love. You know, like in elementary school, when you like somebody, you punch them in the arm. <laughs> they like yeah. you so much, they're calling you a fascist. They're just, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's now, listen. It's not, it's not my idea of tough love. My, <laughs> my idea is another thing, but never mind. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, Brian, all right? Get him out of here. <laughs> That's enough yeah. out of you. That's enough out of you. Say hi to Bob. There he goes. Uh, I do love Brian. And uh, he, listen, he raises a good point. If we were going to have this debate, I would love to have this debate. I don't know, Ben Dominich is running late. He's got some tech issue. But who do you think the Democrats like quietly hate the most behind the scenes? Yeah, they hate these people. They other these people. I always tell you the best example I can give you is trans rights. Caitlyn Jenner, you've heard her on the show. She's a Fox News contributor. Nothing highlights how intolerant the left is towards protected classes of people more than the fact that Caitlyn Jenner came out, okay, on the cover of Vanity Fair, said, hey, I'm a woman now. The left immediately gave her a courage award. Do you remember that? And they said anybody who calls her anything at all is a monster. Anybody who questions her motives is a monster. Anybody who says society is advancing too fast, we just don't, you know, we, we have quite, is a monster. And then the minute Caitlyn Jenner a week later was like, and by the way, I vote Republican. The Democrats were like, get the f- out of here. I don't want to see you again, you I don't want to know you. Caitlyn Jenner. That's what they did. Okay. And that's what it comes down to is to gay conservatives, to pro-life women, to black conservatives. Nobody gets treated worse by the Democratic Party. Tim Scott, do you remember when he gave the rebuttal to the State of the Union address? They called him Uncle Tim on Twitter. Twitter let it trend for 12 hours. Do you know what kind of things they say about pro-life women? Nothing I can repeat on the air. And a gay conservative like Brian who calls in from Clarion, Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness gracious. They hate you guys because as far as they're concerned, you don't exist. So the idea of you being out there willing to converse about these issues, maybe not from a vantage point that they're trying to push, makes them seethe. That's why they're so mad at DeSantis, okay? It's because he's a guy who put their nose in all of the hypocrisy. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. 
the show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we may, we may have just found a location for the migrants that are being shipped out of Florida and Texas. Gary, standing by in Addison County, Vermont, might have solved the whole problem. Yo, Gary. Jimmy, we, Burlington, will, Vermont will take all that they want to send. The mayor has stated as much. <laughs> back, in, back in 2019, when President Trump alluded to the fact that he might do this, the mayor of Burlington said, we'll take all that he wants to send. We welcome them all. <laughs> now, since then, Burlington has defunded their police. Mm-hmm. Crime is out of control by roving bands of feral humans throughout the city. They've actually, they're now setting up pod cities mm-hmm. to try to deal with the homeless crisis that's going on there. Mm-hmm. So in spite of what a mess it is, the mayor of Burlington still says he'll take all that they want to send. And since mm-hmm. Burlington and Vermont and Vermont are uh, sanctuary cities in a sanctuary state, Governors <laughs> Abbott and DeSantis should send them. <laughs> Listen, uh, Muriel Bowser in D.C. said the same thing. Eric Adams in New York said the same thing. They said the same thing in, in Martha's Vineyard. Isn't it weird how, you know, everybody is singing Open Arms by Journey uh, if, you know, when it comes to being a sanctuary city, but then when the migrants show up, they're all singing Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles. You know, it was it was amazing how quick they got voted off that island. <laughs> well, well, listen, you know, not not before the voters all got their lawn mowed. I guarantee it. Listen, when Kamala said the border was secure, apparently she was talking about Martha's Vineyard. Uh, because it's secure. They will deport you in seconds. Isn't it like it's so funny, the hypocrisy, because you know you're making this point about Vermont knowing the mayor's not going to take them if they come. It'll be a federal emergency and everything in between. But don't you wish on some level, okay, jokes aside, we would just own the problem because the problem is obviously the southern border and it's in nobody's interest to keep it open unless you're a Democrat who thinks people are ultimately going to wind up voting Democrat in the long run. But that doesn't even help them in the short run because people are dying from fentanyl and crimes through the roof well you know all kidding aside i want them as a vermonter i want them sent here because things have to get much worse here before they'll get better yeah it's sad but that is reality like right now Mm -hmm. there's still enough people out there that don't actually bear the brunt of any of this because they're living in areas that aren't affected by it and they don't have to care. You know, that's what we've learned. All of these rules are not for them. You know, whether it was a COVID lockdown, whether it was a sanctuary policy, none of it matters to them because they're not living in it. So I think DeSantis was brilliant for doing what he did. Do you give him strong marks for that or do you disagree? Oh, I give him an A triple plus for what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, I don't know if we have any pluses left because they keep adding to the monikers on the left. It was, as as Brian was just saying, it's LGBT plus. I believe there's a Q and a whale now to show sympathy with Martha's Vineyard. It's a mess out there. Uh, But, Gary, great call as always. Keep up the good work on WVMT, everybody. Uh, We are back in the next hour with the Florida Attorney General, Ashley Moody, right here on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are fired up for a big hour 
of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be hanging out with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, who has sponsored a bipartisan coalition of 18 attorneys general to get the fentanyl crisis under control at the southern border. Has the president responded? The answer would be no. No, but we'll get into it because he did have a lot to say about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is not having it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. We're not mad over here, per se, if you want to be a part of the show in this hour, 888-788-9910. The rule on this show is, you know, I say it every day, the world's on fire. We're just over here roasting radio marshmallows. You want to be a part of this thing, pick up a stick, roast a marshmallow, let's have a conversation. 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. If you missed the announcement earlier in the day, I know some of you care about such things. Uh, Lincoln Fayless football team, my son, they won 34-18. to 34-18 to on Saturday. They are now 2-0 and on the season. Of course, you'd know that already if you were on the Fox Across America Facebook page because I post these updates live from the game. So if you're not a part of that community, go there, be a part of it, because we're really building something truly unique on this show uh, where you can be a Republican. We don't care. You can be a Democrat. We say it every day. Just don't be a That is all. Don't be one of these virtue-signaling yahoos up in Martha's Vineyard or even down in D.C. because we're having the same problem in D.C. that we had in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, even Kamala Harris, someone who said, we should be, you know, building bridges, not walls. We should be welcoming these people for open arms. And then the minute these people actually show up to their towns, they're all like, get them out of here. (laughs) Get them out. They don't want them. They don't want them. But here's the deal. They wouldn't have them if we actually did something about the southern border. And that's the fraud of the whole thing. The Democrats care about politics, always care about politics. They don't care about people. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I'm not even going to make this point for the hundredth time. I will allow Ron DeSantis to make this point. Okay, because understand what we know to be going on at the border. It might be new in Martha's Vineyard where they haven't seen the direct effects of it. But if you've been paying attention to this crisis, we've had four million people cross this border illegally since Biden got into office. And yes, I have told you a million times the leading cause of adult death in this country for people between the ages of 18 and 45 is fentanyl. So their indifference to the southern border is getting Americans killed in record numbers. And if they cared about people, this isn't going on. If they cared about people, you make the border your top priority. Right now, the border isn't even an issue for the Democrats. It's the perception over reality that matters. They want the perception that it's going good, and this is some type of Republican-manufactured circus stunt over the reality that Americans are dying in record numbers. And here's a newsflash. So are migrants. How many people need to drown in the river? How many people need to suffocate in tractor trailers? The fact remains, for all the outrage, over 50 people in an air-conditioned bus showing up to Martha's Vineyard, We've had more than that suffocate to death in tractor trailers. Two instances I can recall off the top of my head in the last year and a half where the number was much bigger than 50. And these are dead people. Did the Democrats even bat an eyelash about those people or the crisis? The answer would be no. Nor are they doing so now. They're just trying to tell you this is all racism. This is the Holocaust. This is inhumane. Here's DeSantis, to his credit, throwing the challenge flag. Here's clip one. One of the biggest failures of the rule of law 
is happening right now at the southern border of the United States. And until last week, no one was really talking much about it. Now, people are concerned about it. Did you see any spasms from the media because there were all these illegals coming across the border for the last almost two years? No, you didn't hear anything. It's only when 50 illegal aliens show up at a very wealthy spot called Martha's Vineyard that advertises itself as a sanctuary city. They said they're a sanctuary city. They say that nobody, no human being is illegal. Everyone's welcome. Democrats are so full of crap. And that's what he's calling out. And I got to be honest, it is hilarious. I think it's the funniest thing in the world to me. You welcome the Martha's Vineyard. Everyone's welcome in this town. You know, as long as they're not Venezuelan and pulling up on a bus. But other than that, everyone's welcome. Here's a little more DeSantis, clip two. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 43, 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we hit record fentanyl deaths, which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. He knows what he's talking about. Understand, again and again and again, I tell you this all the time, the old football adage, you are what your record says you are. Okay, I don't want to hear that the team practiced good this week. If you lost the game, you're a losing team. Okay, just the same as if you had three lousy practices and you won the game, don't get down on yourself. Your record says you won. Okay, Joe Biden's record says he has let more people cross our southern border illegally than any president in history at this point in their presidency. And it's not even close. It's like three to one. More importantly, more Americans have died from fentanyl poisoning deaths under Joe Biden than any president in history. That is his record. His record is when 51 migrants suffocated to death in a tractor trailer, he didn't assemble the cabinet, as Ron DeSantis said. It wasn't an all-hands-on-deck an, an moment. Okay, a little over a year ago, we had over, uh, I believe it was 128 people found in a tractor trailer. How many people have to die? They don't care about the humanity of these migrants. Okay, 30% of the women who cross the border illegally get sexually assaulted. We've had 2 million people cross the border illegally this year under Biden. Cut it in half, a million of them were women. That means we've had 300,000 sexual assaults. Okay, they're not saying a word about that. They're telling you the air-conditioned busing is the inhumane part. They're telling you this is a stunt to boost DeSantis's poll numbers. And you want to know why they're depicting it that way? Because that's how the Democrats think of politics. They don't think about solving the problem. The Democrats think about running on the problem. I agree with that. Okay, they don't think about solving illegal immigration. They think about weaponizing it against Republicans. Oh, they don't care about brown people. 
said the Democrats who kicked out all the brown people 24 hours after they pulled into town. (laughs) It's my favorite thing in the world. Hate has no home here. And neither do migrants. Get them out of here. I don't want to see them. Okay, but here is Harry Enten. Okay, he's a little poll guy that they bring on CNN from time to time. CNN is the worst. I mean, he's on a lot, to his credit. Seems like a nice enough guy. But he's trying to portray this as a stunt to boost DeSantis's, you know, political prospects. Because what Democrats don't understand, and this is the problem when your whole entire party platform is an exercise in projection. Democrats are always accusing Republicans of exactly what they are doing. That's true. That is true. Every single time. Okay, every single time. Trump's colluding with Russia. He's trying to steal the election. And what did we find out? That Hillary and her campaign had paid for Oppo Research to establish an Alpha Bank story in which we were to believe there was back-channel communications between Trump and a Russian bank. It took Hillary's campaign and that Russian bank to get the story rolling. Oh, Trump's up to no good in Ukraine. We find out as the Bidens, at a time when Joe Biden is presiding over our policy in Ukraine, his son is put on the board of an energy company, despite the fact that Amish people know more about electricity than Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. So who's up to no good out there? Oh, you know, no differently than the Russian disinformation on the Russian laptop story, on the Hunter laptop story. Oh, the Republicans lying to us about this laptop, said the Democrats as they were lying to us about the laptop. Understand no different up there in Martha's Vineyard, man. They're always accusing Republicans of the way they think. That's the problem here. Okay, DeSantis, Greg Abbott, these are guys that actually want to solve the problem. They see people dying. They see border towns overrun. They see the plight of these poor migrants getting smuggled into the country by cartels. They actually want to help the Democrats. The Democrats want to help themselves. I admire your honesty. Here is the CNN portrayal, clip seven. I think a lot of it is. And if there is something that Ron DeSantis knows how to do, it is to generate press. So this is essentially mentions on Fox News over the last six months among non-Trump potential 2024 GOP presidential candidates. Look at Ron DeSantis, well over a thousand. That is well ahead of Mike Pence, Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley. And this has only started, you know, we, we'll see with the migrant stuff over the last few weeks if this number jumps even higher and he spreads himself out even more. But Ron DeSantis has managed to follow the Trump playbook. Remember, Trump was able to generate all that press ahead of his 2016 run, basically was able to cannibalize all that press. And it seems that Ron DeSantis is able to do something rather similar as we had in the 2024. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. You know what's so amazingly oblivious about the whole thing? Harry and CNN are talking about all the Trump knew how to get so much press. DeSantis knew how to get so much press. Yo, CNN, you're the one giving it to him. Oh, wow. Harry and making it sound like it's somebody else's choice to report on these people 24 hours a day other than CNN. That was their choice. The reason DeSantis gets as many mentions as he does on Fox, uh, it is real, you know, in the God's honest truth, is because CNN and MSNBC have spent the two last two years saying the guy's literally Hitler. I'll give you a million examples. COVID lockdowns. Oh, he didn't shut down his state. He's conducting an exercise in human sacrifice. 
Ah, COVID mask mandates. Oh, he's not mandating masks. He's going to get people killed. He didn't mandate the vaccine for kids. He's going to kill your children. He didn't mandate the vaccine for adults. He's going to kill your grandma. If CNN and MSNBC run a story every morning called DeSantis a murderer by afternoon, we're going to be covering it over here at Fox. They're the ones giving him the press. Then they're getting mad at us for covering it. It's insane. But the fact remains, DeSantis is doing a better job as governor than as good or as better as any elected official we've seen in this country in the last 20 years because he's governing towards the facts instead of the feelings. The facts were when COVID hit, we knew it was targeting the elderly with underlying health complications and the morbidly obese, and we knew that pretty quick based on, the sad, sadly, the casualty numbers. So what did he prioritize? A targeted approach to the pandemic. We also knew by the facts, thank, thankfully by the grace of God, that the vaccine wasn't a particularly adverse uh, threat to children, so DeSantis allowed schools to remain open. At the time, they said he was going to kill your children, no differently than he was going to kill your grandparents, no differently than he was going to kill his economy, because by not shutting down businesses, everybody was going to die shopping, except none of that actually happened. They were selling fear porn. People were buying it. DeSantis was a great character actor in that type of story because he wasn't buying into the fear. So they could other him as some type of indifferent antichrist that wanted you all to die. Remember this, by not mandating vaccines, he kept his small businesses afloat because they didn't have the hiring issues everybody else did. By not mandating masks, he kept his children getting an education because they didn't have the barriers everybody else's did. By not forcing the kids to learn remotely, he kept his kids up to speed. When you look at the COVID numbers on Ron DeSantis, he's got better numbers than any other state in the country, and he did it his own way. But every step of that way, the media was calling him a murderer. So, yes, he gets a lot of press. But you understand why is he getting his press? Because he keeps doing the right thing and the media keeps saying it's the wrong thing. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But Harry Enten conveniently forgets that part when he's on CNN. Oh, look at all the coverage DeSantis is getting. I can't believe people want to talk about the governor with... The best economy and the best COVID numbers and more Americans are moving there than any other state in the world. Don't you get how bad this guy is? No, they don't. What they get is that everybody in the media slandering Ron DeSantis is full of The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody in the next break. She is, of course, in the eye of the storm with Governor DeSantis as it pertains to this border crisis. But a man with a front row seat joins us first. He is down uh, in Tyler, Texas, listening on KTBB. Scott is in Tyler. Yo, Scott. Hey, uh, Jimmy. Uh, how you doing, man? You know what, man? It's under control for a Monday. This show's usually a mess on a Monday because I eat and drink so much on a Sunday. I'm usually right. counting on you guys to carry me through, but I've, I've kind of held it together by my standard today. So to answer your question, I'm doing good. Yeah. Well, you're sounding good out here. We like your show. Oh, you're the man. Thanks for that. I'll send you the 20 bucks for saying it later. Um, what, do you, what do you make? What do you make of this crisis? What's going on? Well, 
Uh, first, I just wanted to say that I, I applaud Governor Abbott's uh, efforts and, of course, uh, Governor DeSantis following suit mm-hmm. and uh, bringing this issue to the forefront and getting it out there in people's faces. Uh, my The point that I have two points, actually, um, the first being is I think a lot of people don't understand what changed uh, when the Biden administration came in. Uh, with appointing uh, Mayorkas as the head of DHS and some policy changes. It's my theory, and you tell me what you think, Jimmy. It's my theory that when they changed to a policy of catch and release, instead of detaining and deporting illegal aliens, they're essentially giving them a speeding ticket and telling them to come back, you know, in a month or whatever for for an immigration status hearing. That is essentially an open border, and yep. I and and I believe that that's unconstitutional, and somehow it's illegal. Maybe some constitutional scholar like Ted Cruz or somebody can mm-hmm. answer that question, but I don't understand how they're doing that. Well, the thing is, it's not even a speeding ticket. Like a speeding ticket, there'd be a fine, and if you didn't pay it, you wouldn't be able to drive or anything in between. They're basically – the problem is, again, it's not what you say. It's what you do, and that's what you're honing in on. They say things like the border's secure. But the people getting caught at that secure border are getting let into the country. So when they right. call home, they don't say the border's secure. They say, hey, I got right in. So they are encouraging this, you know, whether it's b- because they think pe- people could vote Democrat someday or whatever the heck it happens to be. The fact remains they're the reason we're in this position. Um, border crossings were 80 percent lower under the last guy, as they like to call him. And the fact that they don't want to own this speaks to them caring more about the politics than the people. Well, what I'm hoping is like you see through it. People down in Texas see completely through it. It's why Beto's losing by as many points as he is. I mean, Beto's the reason he's losing by as many points as he is. But the point is, I'm hoping the rest of America is starting to catch on because it's a scam. And the stuff coming across the border in terms of fentanyl is killing all of us, not just the freaking the Republicans, you know. So, Scott, we need to clone you. I'm coming up against the commercial break, but feel free to clone yourself in the meantime. Time. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing the cars. If Joe Biden had his way, they'd be called the electric cars. Uh, but joining us now on the line, someone fighting back against that Biden ideology. She is a superstar attorney general in the great state of Florida. Ashley Moody back on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Great to be with you again. You're so good for morale, uh, Attorney General Moody. Every time you come on the show, you can feel the mood pick up. Did you hear the music coming back from break? That was upbeat stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's a lot great about our country and certainly the state of Florida. I have a lot to be uh, excited about being the attorney general in the great state of Florida. So always great to be with you, Jimmy. You ain't kidding, but uh, you are spoken like someone who doesn't spend a lot of time watching CNN or MSNBC because they are not exactly singing the praises of the great state of Florida right now. Um, let me ask you this. I want to talk substance. There's so much sensationalism. There's so much ridiculousness. You are leading a bipartisan coalition of 18 attorneys general that are trying to push this administration harder on fentanyl. And at its core, that's also what Governor DeSantis is doing, is he's trying to highlight the problem in an effort to solve it. The response is that we must be racist or something inhumane. But wouldn't you argue it's more inhumane to let this real humanitarian crisis ensue? Well, you nailed it. You talked about how the mainstream media outlets, large outlets whose 
responsibility is to communicate a crisis like those that we're talking about, and you're just not seeing it. I mean, how many of those news outlets let their viewers or their listeners know that hundreds of moms and parents marched on the White House Saturday to demand action from the administration to stop fentanyl flowing into our country. How many reported on that? None. You know, none. Uh, You know, there were a few out there that did that. But this, again, we have never seen a crisis like this. The numbers that are flooding into our country of unvetted people, the number of drugs, and the response from this White House has just been dismal. It's unbelievable uh, the crickets that we're hearing because if they address fentanyl, And if they say they have, in fact, and their policies have, in fact, contributed to this mass wave of death and destruction of families, they have to admit that they have failed and completely ignored the security of our border. Mm -hmm. And so it's very frustrating for folks like us that are dealing with it on the front lines in in our states um, to have the, the White House does not even address it. I mean, Biden hasn't even tweeted about fentanyl. No, no way. Uh, if you're just joining us, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is on the line. Uh, and you're right. I mean, I feel like the effort being made on the left is to avoid a real conversation because the, the real conversation is a political liability. When you're 50 days out from the midterms, especially, they don't want to own this. So they're arguing about air-conditioned busing to Martha's Vineyard is inhumane or flying somebody to Martha's Vineyard is inhumane when I, I do think most of the people suffering, whether they've lost someone the fentanyl or whether they're a migrant, heaven forbid, that's being smuggled by the cartel, they've seen what a real lack of humanity looks like. And I, you know, I appreciate people like yourself that are willing to stake up for, it, for this because as a parent, I can tell you, like, my kid's 13, and uh, he's not at an age – like, when I was 13, I'm not even kidding, like, I was I – was an adult at 13. Like I was trying to quit drinking by 13. Um, my kid is obviously a little younger than that intellectually, but my kid, I have to have this talk with him every day. And a lot of parents do because we're in a situation now where these are not overdoses so much as they're poisonings, where kids who might be attempting recreational drug use for the first time are dying and they just don't seem to care at the White House. And this is one of the things I am telling parents all over Florida right now. I also have a 13-year-old. We are having these difficult conversations because the Mexican drug cartels are manufacturing poison, Mm -hmm. and it is killing Americans. There is no security anymore at the border. Don't even think that there is any sort of control of the fentanyl poison coming into our country. They're disguising it to be attractive and to entice young people in rainbow colors. Mm -hmm. It is an untenable situation. We're seeing numbers like we've never seen them. You know, one of the responses from the White House has been, well, we seized more fentanyl in July, a record amount of fentanyl. Well, what that tells you, yes, there was a record amount of fentanyl seized in July at the border, enough to kill the entire U.S. population. But all that shows is that much more is flooding into our country, and the number of deaths is showing that. And what these parents that, that took time out of their lives and the cost to go and, and march and protest and bring this to the attention of the White House, what they're saying is, you know, go after these chemicals before they get here, like the poison that they are, like the weapon of mass destruction that this chemical is. Go after those cartels like they're foreign terrorist organizations. You know, you have to start 
talking in this language and taking it that seriously because I've seen studies. I've had briefings with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl can be used as a mass, a mass death device. And so it's so important that you and so many others, and thank you for mm-hmm. focusing on this, mm-hmm. we have to start talking about it. And outside of even the political realm, which is why I was so proud when I, when I convinced so many of my attorneys general colleagues around the nation to come out and also demand that Congress and the president start taking this seriously, not only fentanyl, but the border. Yeah, I listen. I I appreciate that effort out of you and and from the your fellow attorneys general because I like yourself. I had a very hard time taking Kamala Harris seriously last week when she said the border is secure. And I don't know any self-respecting person that did take her serious when she said the border is secure. So my question to you is, and now we're kind of analyzing from afar here, which I don't always like to do. But have we gotten to a place where the border is a bigger liability for them politically, meaning their political liability is their bigger concern? Because I don't see how else they can square their action here, whether it's what they did in Martha's Vineyard or what they're not doing at the border. You know, we are dying. Uh, You know, again, these fellow attorneys general have recognized and acknowledged the need to confront this fentanyl issue and the border issue as a whole. So how do they justify the inaction? Well, you know, you were right. And younger and younger, we're seeing we had an infant here in in Florida die from exposure to fentanyl. Mm -hmm. A teacher even overdosed when a kid brought it to school. We saw that recently in California. Young, young children are overdosing. And I have laid out their their blueprint on how they deal with pretty much any issue uh, that goes south because of one of their Mm -hmm. senseless, reckless policies. You know, first they want to blame someone else. Mm-hmm. So you so you heard there was yeah. reporting on the vice president who, by the way, who has never been to the border. Biden's mm-hmm. never been to the border. Never. You know, I don't know, understand how else we're supposed to get them to pay attention unless mm-hmm. we start taking the border to them yeah. because they won't go down there mm-hmm. unless parents show up in Washington and make them pay attention. But, you know, first mm-hmm. they'll deny, oh, it's not happening. Mallorca says the border is secure. Kamala Harris says the border is secure. The White House press secretary says this is not happening. People are not walking across the border. Well, I I feel a responsibility as an attorney general who is actually litigating in court and putting their administration under oath, the heads of their administration, the chief of the Border Patrol, who is saying the exact opposite when they're put under oath. The Border Patrol chief says, yes, this is a crisis. Yes, I have not seen anything like this in my 31 years. Yes, their policies are causing this. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But when confronted with this, they deny, and they'll also try to blame someone else. Watch, any issue, they will deny, and they will try to blame someone else. So Kamala Harris just came out and said, we inherited a broken system. Trump demolished or dismantled the immigration system, and we've been trying to build it back up. That is a lie. (laughs) It's in it's our litigation. Crazy. We have uncovered that they have purposefully cut down funding on detention facilities where they are supposed to, under law, detain and deport uh, folks that are coming over illegally. They have allowed and encouraged more to come over illegally and allowed them to stay. It is absolutely their fault that we will see this year a record number of. Folks that have been detained illegally at the border, that will, it will, the numbers will dwarf 
the size of our some of our states. Which is, it's crazy. And it is absolutely, they blame Trump. He dismantled the system. Well, let me just tell you. The last full month of the Trump administration, they released 17 people into the interior. And you compare that with the hundreds of thousands of people they have released into the interior since they took office. I'm tired of them deceiving Americans. If you believe so much in your reckless policy that endangers Americans and migrants, and we know that because the Border Border Patrol chief told us under oath, if you believe so much in those policies, then don't deny and lie when you're confronted about them. Own them. It's so true, and none of them want to, and that's the part that I found funny. You know, I'm always trying again. I know the issue isn't funny, but their behavior, their reaction to the whole Martha's Vineyard thing, which to me was just such an exposure of hypocrisy. Martha's Vineyard has 150,000 tourists per summer. Somehow we don't have room for 50 people for 24 hours. I kind of took that as them being exposed a little bit, no? I thought the... You know, you see what these states are going through. We have people coming up onto our shores mm-hmm. all the time. Florida, we're not even considered a border state, but we have to deal with this as well. Not mm-hmm. only when I visited the border, mm-hmm. again, I'm a state AG. Yeah. I've been to the border twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, imagine. You, you would have to expect our leaders from Washington to do that. But when we went over there, Governor DeSantis and I, mm-hmm. the law enforcement told us seven out of the 10 people crossing said they were headed to Florida. So, you know, we're dealing with this. We're, we're having to deal with the pressure that puts on education, on our prison system. We'll spend $100 million in one year just incarcerating those here illegally that are committing crimes on our health care system. You know, you see what happened when 50 were taken to Martha's Vineyard? They called out 125 members of the National Guard. That's so crazy. I mean, it's there's no comparison to what states like Florida, Arizona, and Texas are are bearing based mm-hmm. on their policies. Yep. No, it's nuts. But that's, uh, you know, at the same time, people want to go to Florida. That's the thing. You bust me to Florida, I'm hanging out. If you bust me to Martha's Vineyard, as nice as it is, I might go nuts surrounded by all those woke yahoos, you know? At least, <laughs> at least down in Florida, we could have a little fun. We got a little freedom. You know, my kid can go to school, doesn't have to wear three masks. You know, that's the one problem well, you have. They've heard. You know, our leadership here, you know, we take very seriously mm-hmm. our responsibility to make decisions based on data that, that are also grounded in respecting the individual freedom of our citizens and the autonomy of our state and our ability to uh, legislate you know, through our state governing system. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just an amazing thing that I tell people all the time. Yes, people are moving to Florida because of our beaches and our great weather. Mm -hmm. But at the core, many, many most are moving here because of our values, because we're committed to law and order, Mm -hmm. because we respect people and their individual freedom and their ability to raise their family and their children how they see fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our, our core values are really what is a, attracting so many people here. It's why we're one of the leading states in, in migration from other states. 
Oh, 100. I tell people all the time, like, Florida's amazing. Like, their attorney general's a little nuts, but the states. <laughs> oh, hey, is this on? I didn't realize you were still there. I'm kidding. You're the best. <laughs> you know I love you, and I appreciate your time on this. Uh, but it's true. And I know so – I'm not even kidding. I know so many New Yorkers that have relocated there. And what's funny is a lot of them are actually liberals who are just at their wits' end with how they've mismanaged the city. And they do, you know, get to a point where they realize they're voting against their own issue, you know, their own interests. So, yes, be prepared for an influx of my Italian relatives with plastic on their furniture because they're heading down there because you're doing too good of a job, Ashley Moody. Well, so much, again, is going back to where can you raise a family, start a business, enjoy your golden years and know that you can do so with the protection of law and order and a commitment to a stable society and a respect of your individual freedoms. Mm -hmm. And we are committed to that. I have spent the majority of my time in this office fighting for those principles over the last four years. Uh, You know, there's no dull moment uh, around this state with (laughs) Governor DeSantis. (laughs) No, no, ma'am. And the media is blitzing you every down uh, and you're both doing a commendable job. So keep up the good work. And uh, thank you for some time on this. You know we love having you on. Absolutely. You're the best. Great to be with you. You too. There she goes, the legendary Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. There we go back after this. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth. This doesn't have to end. You can buy tickets to see me in Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October 15th. Those tickets at Ticketmaster.com. You can watch me tonight on the evening edit with Liz McDonald on Fox Business. And I will, of course, be on America's Newsroom tomorrow morning with Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer. But right now I want to motor through the last few phone calls. Wish me luck. This first one's not going to be easy. It's Linda over in France. Yo, Linda. Oh, my goodness, Jimmy. I can't believe. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. Good to hear your voice, girlfriend. Um, I got a minute to make this magic happen. What is on your mind over in France? Well, oh, my goodness, I forgot it after 30 minutes. So ask me a question. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to talk about the next time you call in? Because we're out of time now. I know. Um, how about um, gender identification? How about... Um, Oh, my goodness, there's such a free... I, I, I can't. All right, no problem. Listen, lucky for you, you have time uh, to figure this out. We're in a little bit of a lightning round, girlfriend. You know I love you, and it's so good to hear your voice. But we move on to Chuck, who is in Burlington, Vermont. Yo, Chuck. Yo, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Every, you know what, man? It was it was tamer than usual because Jenny's parents were in town for half of it. So I had to keep up appearances and act like a decent father and a husband. You know, the minute they left, you, to, oh, you don't even want to know. Had, uh, you, had to pull an Eddie, you had to pull an Eddie Haskell. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, listen, I'm hoping you're not about to pull a Linda. You were, you were calling to talk about well, something specific. Oh, yeah. This morning I was listening to a radio station here. Um, the one you came to visit, and uh, they had the the candidate for governor here who was running against the second most popular governor in the, in the country. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this this woman is she just has lost it. She she was the hypocrisy is she said that Abbott and DeSantis were were criminals for what they were doing, mm-hmm. and to which I wanted to call in and I couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. 
But, um, you know, it, it's just the hypocrisy of these people. They think that the answer to everything is, oh, let's just put mental health uh, counselors on the streets. Oh, and, it's so crazy. You see, this, this uh, is the real, the real problem is that they don't care about the people. If you care about the people, you're willing to take mm-hmm. short-term political hits to go try and solve the problem. That's the problem with the border is everybody who runs for president is like, we've got a broken immigration system. And then once they get elected, yeah. they never say border again. You know, Trump, yeah. for whatever people yeah. thought about him, tried to tackle the problem, took a lot of hits for it. But now the problem, which he did a good job of correcting by, you know, remain in Mexico and attempting to build yeah. a wall. The problem's all the way back because they repealed everything he did. Exactly. I mean, he's he's the he's the strength and people like um, mm-hmm. oh, what's her name in. in uh, oh, Muriel Bowser in D.C. is a mess. They're all a mess. Uh no, no. Chuck, you, you are very much organized, though. Um, I'm losing you because the show's over. Don't take it personally. Could have been worse. You could have been Linda. We just put Linda in the ejection seat over in France just because we were tight on time, Linda. Don't threaten my life on Facebook. The show's over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just do not be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.